So today I wanted to speak with the artist Justine Reichman because I think she has an interesting journey into becoming an artist and also learn a little bit more about her process. So Justine, you have an upcoming show, don't you? I do. I do have an upcoming show. So tell uh, us about coming that. Up, I have, okay, so I have a couple different upcoming shows. I have one that's going to be at Artwalk Mill Valley. Uh, I'm just waiting on which place it's going to be. It's between a couple places. In the past, I've been at Dolls and Dandy and at Branded, two local shops there. Um, and the upcoming show is going to be featuring work that incorporates photography and uh, acrylic painting. And these pictures were taken in Mexico and Cambodia, and some of them are all my work, and some of them are a collaboration with other artists. And the goal of the, these works are to bring people to see what goes on in other places and the beauty that is there, and also raise money for different organizations. So in Mexico, we raise money for malnutrition, and in Cambodia, we raise money for education. So these works are on exhibit or will be on exhibit to help raise money for these organizations. Wow, Justine, that's, that's really exciting. Now, this is not your first time raising money from organizations because I seem to remember you grew up in New York City and you were living in New York during the Hurricane Sandy. Is that correct? That is correct. I lived right on the border of Zone 1 and Zone 2. Is that correct? Yes, I was. It was, it was devastating. Uh, but It was horrible. Um, but we, you know, I'm sure you remember all the footage that people were showing and all the help that people were given giving rather. Um, and we kept seeing that they needed home cooked meals. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yeah. So I remember I lots of people for, lost their kitchens. There was, a, it was no electric for long periods of time. It was uh, quite challenging. Yeah. Really challenging. So I decided I was going to recruit some people and cook. Um, so we made vegetarian chili and we made um, regular chili, and we took it to Brooklyn, and we drove around for two hours, and everybody was like, sorry, we don't need it. Sorry, we don't need it. And finally, we were passing by this church in um, in the Rockaways, and they were eating outside, buffet style. We said, do you need more food? And they said, of course, definitely. We're down to our last dinner. We have all these people to feed. And that was the beginning of the work that we did in the Rockaways. Oh, my we gosh, Justine, sort of that's like the loaves and the fishes. <laughs> you multiplied the meal. <laughs> we totally did. Totally, totally, totally. Um, it was great because we actually made friends with the the pastor there and his wife and their kids and the whole community. And we said, what do you guys need? And every Sunday for the next couple months, we went out there with home-cooked meals. And I would recruit all my friends and we'd pick up different stuff and I'd stuff it in the trunk of my SUV and we'd bring it out and We'd serve the food after the services. Um, well, that's not bad we for decided. a New York Jewish girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a New York Jewish girl, all we want to do is feed people. Come on, feed, feed. We've got to eat. That's all we do. So, um, so you weren't an artist at that point officially. Did that somehow – What your, your journey is pretty interesting. So you all of a sudden were helping people. Did that help you to transition into the fact that you wanted to become an artist or – I remember you doing a lot of studying in psychology and the helping field. So how did you transition from this girl who's dicing onions and 
helping people after a hurricane to like now having art shows and helping people in Cambodia and Mexico? Well, um, I don't, you remember I owned a gaming company in between there too, which was completely different. Uh, and Yeah, um, coming from when, the tech world. <laughs> coming from the tech world, especially in the virtual world, um, because that was a completely different uh, career path and just place to be. But it really happened when I went um, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, to Mexico City when I was there for a short period of time and ended up being a lot longer. And you really, and it was important for me to create my own life and find an interest and be passionate about something and be a productive member of the culture and the community. And ever since college, I was always a uh, photographer and I started doing that when I was there. Um, and I would take pictures and literally one day, Somebody said to me, they, they liked my Instagram feed. I don't know if you've seen my Instagram feed, but apparently people really like it. And they sent me a note on it, and they said, do you have a portfolio? We'd love to work with you. And I wrote them back, and I said, sure, I'll send you the link to my portfolio tomorrow, Jewel. Well, <laughs> Jewel, if you can imagine, do you know what my portfolio looks like at that moment? It didn't exist. So I went home. I made a website, and the next day I sent them my portfolio. And the next day they said, we'd love to collaborate with you. And just to, to make a long story short, I, I ended up not liking the collaboration that they wanted to do, and I thought I could do a better job. And I started doing the mixed media with the pictures I had taken in Mexico. Um, and that's really how that started. And then when I went back to New York about a year ago, a girl that I went to school with, the United Nations School in New York, has an orphanage and has an organization where she helps folks in uh, Cambodia. And my connection to that was not only growing up with her, but also that my cousin um, is Cambodian. She was born from her father who's from here and her mother who's Cambodian. So I felt connected to it. I wanted to participate in it. I worked with a photographer that took pictures for them and I painted them and we worked to create some shows to auction them off and sell them to raise money for that organization. And that's kind of, how it started. It really started when I was in Mexico and I was trying to reinvent myself in a community that I was new to and also be part of. So how long did you stay in Mexico for? We were there on and off for a year and a half and we spent the better part in total of a year and a half there. You say we as in your comrades? <laughs> uh, my <laughs> boyfriend, Tim and I. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I, well, you know, I just, I thought that listeners might want to hear about your comrade, Tim. Um, my comrade, Tim, and my cat, Shabumi. We don't want to forget her. Right. She joined and us. now you've added a dog to the mix, too, right? Well, you know, I was after my, my cat, when I was so old, she was 18, uh, we lost her. There were all these dogs in Mexico. Every park you go into, there's hundreds of dogs that needs home, need homes. And they, I just wanted to foster them, but I couldn't figure out how to communicate that in Spanish because my Spanish wasn't quite that advanced. So when we came back, I decided to uh, foster a chihuahua, and it was a bit of a foster failure. I'm keeping her. So, <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> okay, that's part well, of the family. And what's the name? Well, she came with the name Mimi, although recently I've been toying, since I'm keeping her, with changing it to Condesa. Because we lived in Condesa in Mexico City. Aww. But I don't know. We'll see. I can't really, I keep remembering to call her Mimi and not Condesa, so that may not take if I can't oh. remember to call her it. 
Oh, well, that yeah, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> so, could you talk a little bit about your process as an artist, about the mixed media and how you started doing that? And what is it? Is it that you get your, you take the photographs and then you enlarge them? And then what kind of paint do you use? How does it, how does it happen for you? So a lot of times I will, when I was in Mexico, we'll use that as an example. Mexico is filled with bright colors and, and happy people and sad people and all sorts of things. Um, and every time I took a picture, um, it didn't always really resonate to me, the whole scene, it was one little aspect of a bigger picture. So, for example, I have a picture that I took of a woman in, in Sayulita on the beach. And she, was, she had made all these beautiful bracelets. You know those bracelets that people make for the, um, that are made out of, I forget, like the, not macrame, but those, the little woven bracelets um, that are very mm -hmm. detail-oriented with a lot of patterns. And they take a lot of time to do it. And she was really very proud and you could see in her face that she had worked so hard on this, and you can see. And when you talk to her, you could see how how much she wanted you to like them. She wanted to show them all to you, but yet she was exhausted. She was exhausted. And so when you take this picture of her and you look at her, she looks exhausted. But when you actually see her and you're talking to her on the beach, she's really very vibrant and lively and friendly and warm. So what I did was I took this picture and then I enlarged it. And I did a trilogy of this one. So I did different backgrounds um, on the top. So it was sort of Frida Kahlo meets Andy Warhol, if you will. So the background, one was yellow, one was purple, one was gold. And then I printed the rest in black and white. And then I hand painted in every bead, trying to, trying to show the work that she had put into it and also the warmth that she brought to it and the happiness. That really wasn't coming through because it was just a picture. It wasn't, the, it was a piece of the picture. When you're talking about mixed media artwork, especially my background is in film. So just by the nature of film, you're always adding lots of different elements down to hair and makeup and clothing and the background of the scene. And then you, in post-production, you can even change the color of things as well as adding different effects and sound effects and background music and all these different things. So by nature, it is film kind of is a mix of the medias. But when you are doing a still photograph, although you are the photographer and it is your point of view to really kind of touch on those emotions and bring them to life, I could see how that would be challenging type of media. Yeah. I mean, I've taken so many photos and sometimes you get a great expression and sometimes you get a great scene, but it's only one small part of the bigger picture. And by including acrylic paint on the photograph, which I print on cotton paper so that you can see the texture, it allows you to show a bit of a deeper view into this picture from my perspective. Interesting. So Justine, what's next? You've, you've moved to, you were living in New York, you were living in Mexico. Now you're up in the uh, Northern California area. So What's next for you there? Have you are you continuing on with the photography um, with the locals there, or how is that? How is your artwork changing now that you're in a different location? Before I left Mexico, I think I told you just briefly that I I don't know if I told you this, but I we had gone to take I had gone to take some pictures in different areas 
within Mexico City and, and as well in little cities outside of Mexico. And towards the end of my stay there, I was just on my street doing some errands and I was trying to communicate in Spanish and this very sweet man comes and says, let me help you because my Spanish was abysmal and he helped me to communicate what I was trying to say. Anyway, long story short, he was asking me, so what was I doing there? I told him I was, I was there with Tim and Tim was working as a tech consultant for Interjet and I was doing artwork and I was looking to find a local organization that I might be able to bring art to the community. So one thing led to another and he introduced me to a foundation called Fundacion CMR, which is the foundation for the CMR group, which owns the franchise in Mexico City of Red Lobster, Chili's, Capital Grill, and a couple other Mexican-specific restaurants. So I met them, and quickly we, we decided that we wanted to work together. They took me for uh, a trip, which was just a few hours outside the city, to go see this little town. And I took pictures. And, Jewel, I can't explain to you. I went and I took pictures of the little girls. They didn't understand. They'd never seen pictures before. And I would show them their picture because, of course, it's digital now. And it took them about five minutes to realize it. And then the next thing you know, they're hamming it up. So they're, you know, posing for the camera. And we took great pictures. And basically, this foundation supports different NGOs and initiatives. They are the money behind different groups, but they don't execute on anything. And they introduced me to this organization called NUTRA. And NUTRA is an organization that helps educate and fund for families that face malnutrition. And what they do is they provide the seeds and the education so that these families can learn how to grow organic foods for themselves and then make extra and sell it back to Mexico City so that they can ultimately have money so that they can buy their own seeds. So it's a, whole, it's a complete program, a sustainable program so that they get off of the funding from the organization. So when I heard that, I got really excited and I said, oh my God, I have an idea. What if we use the artwork that we create with these pictures of these little children and we put it on bags and we give them, they buy for a very small amount of money, they buy the bags from us, and then they sell them with the food to Mexico City every week. And they love the idea. So right now we got Canon to sponsor the printing and we're working on getting bags. And we've named that initiative Global Arts for Humanity and that's on my website. Um, which I think I mentioned to you earlier is justinereichman.com. So that's one initiative I'm working on. And then on a local level, I'm, I'm sure you've heard about all the fires going on here in uh, Northern California. Yes, and I noticed that when you left Mexico, then there was an earthquake. So I don't know what's happening, Justine, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't where know. are you headed next? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully in the right direction and away from all the natural disasters. But hopefully we can work, we can, these natural disasters will not continue. But at the moment, with uh, everything going on uh, here in Northern California, while I'm in the Bay Area, I was lucky enough that I was not in Sonoma. I'm in Marin. So I'm about a half hour away from the Tubbs fires in Santa Rosa and Napa, about an hour away from there. When I learned that this was going on, I immediately went to the Marin Civic Center. And of course, they're overwhelmed with people and running in all directions because, of course, there's nobody spearheading it because everybody's a volunteer. And it's a little bit all over the place and they have a million things and they tell you they don't need anything else. So 
feeling like I still wanted to do something, I recruited a bunch of friends and I went around to the local um, hotels, everything from the Marriott to the Inn Above the Tides in Sausalito to the Aqua Hotel in Mill Valley to Woodlands Market, which is the equivalent of uh, Dean and DeLuca, if you will, in New York, which probably doesn't exist anymore, does it? Sixth Avenue, I think. Uh, I was going to say, I, <laughs> it, it does. Case, <laughs> it hasn't been that long, Justine. Keep going. <laughs> in any case, so we got all this stuff, and I decided we were going to make relief bags. So we made these relief bags specifically for kids because that was the need that kept coming up on all of our feeds. The kids need stuff. The kids need packaged goods. We need stuff that's not going to be perishable. We need something that's going to entertain their time. So I recruited all these people, and I spoke to all these different sponsors, and we, they very kindly donated so that we were able to make these relief bags. And we made one bag which had all the stuff for kids with packaged goods and Mad Libs and cards. And the other one had all hygiene stuff from shave cream to shave, you know, a shaving uh, uh, to shave gel and everything to shampoo, conditioner, mouthwash, you name it. And I organized with a synagogue in Petaluma that they will give out the bag. So they are currently at the Nay Israel in Petaluma uh, and available for pickup. And my next um, mission, if you will, is that I'm really trying to work with Airbnb because they are giving out or they're working with evacuees to provide housing and they're not taking a fee for it. So I'd like to be able to provide kits that are in these homes for people, for the evacuees, excuse me, um, so that when they arrive and they've lost everything, at least they'll have something to get settled and have and feel clean and good and like somebody cared about. And we did a little heart on each bag or a little XO so people know it's a bit less uh, institutional and more friendly and warm and that somebody is thinking of them and sends them a little love. So that's my next endeavor, if you will, on the local level. Justine, congratulations. I feel like to go from being in the tech world and running a company, which is literally a virtual world, to then immersing yourself in the real world must have been such a big change, but it sounds like it was supernatural and it wasn't really that big of a change for you. It was just, you relaxed into it quite easily. Um, it's so great to hear from you and to learn about everything you're doing. And I look forward to someday attending one of your art shows. I know that you've shown in Los Angeles and New York and many different, uh, locations. And so we hope that, uh, we, anyone who's listening or is interested in being a part of any of the things that Justine's doing, including coming up with new ways to help people in the charity way or in the artistic way, that they'll reach out to justinereichman.com. And uh, if you have any questions about this for Justine, you can contact her there, or you can also call into this podcast and this station, and we can ask Justine back and answer some questions. Justine, are you still Thanks, there? Thanks, for having me. If you like this podcast, share this podcast. If you have questions for our guests, please use the call-in feature on the Anchor app. If you have other questions for me, please use contact at jeweldonahue.com. Thanks for listening.